Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everything, everywhere, all at once is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps Theater on our new series, The Daily Oscar, where every day we are highlighting a Best Picture nominee. My name is Grace. Of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? Every day. I'm doing great, Grace. Uh-huh. That's how I'm doing. What, a, what multiverse what a... version of you is this um, with today? I just had to swallow... Uh, ink from my pen in order oh. to access certain memories from oh, no. so i i feel not great right now physically but i think yeah. mentally i'm fulfilled what a what an honor it is to be able to talk about this movie and all these movies that we've been talking about yeah just us today i think uh and in, interestingly enough uh i think this is in my opinion i keep saying this i keep like shouting at this fact that like i think this is the front runner i don't know do you agree do you think is there like something else that is as we edge closer this weekend to the, seeing, the Academy Awards, I'm seeing a lot of noise from the Elvis Hive in these past oh, wow. days, wow. and I just wouldn't want to discount that angelic voice mm-hmm. that Austin Butler, I guess, was using and now is no longer using. Uh, but no, I mean, I think for sure the answer, the actual answer to your question, is definitely still a front runner. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I always return to the boring answer of like only the preferential ballot can cause chaos. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but um, I, for sure it's in the top two, top three. Um, Very interestingly, yesterday we chatted about triangle of sadness and I sent a message to you and Chantel immediately after we recorded. He said, Oh my God, we did it because triangle of sadness was trending on Twitter, <laughs> which was funny because we like uh, to, to go behind the curtain. Um, the podcast had not been released. <laughs> it's just like the idea that like the universe knew that we were talking about it was like uh-huh. the joke without the podcast being released uh-huh. um, several days before it got released, actually. And in actuality, Whatever, dream in this multiverse yeah. anyway. Yeah. In actuality, why it was trending, Ariel, was because they were doing this like live 
sort of table read or script read, <laughs> I guess more like they weren't at a table. Right. Uh, and it had some big names, Allison Bree, Nicholas Braun from Succession uh, mm -hmm. was in it. Is that like any sort of like, you know, hey, uh, let's get the, you know, let's get our, our movie in the mix. Um, yeah, I believe it's... voting is has just opened, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not not intentional. Uh, yeah. I think to your point, the, the Oscar voting window is very widely known, especially to people who do this kind of thing. And, you know, the PR machine is always going to PR machine. So why not get a whole bunch of celebrities who love doing this kind of stuff because it's very low commitment. It's, you know, it's like guest starring on an episode and you can read it on a stage and have fun with it and it's have to be serious. And you're generating buzz for this movie that was, you know, potentially a little bit forgotten in the hubbub of like everything everywhere all at once for instance like you're saying yeah nicholas braun was reading for carl which i thought was was a very fun reimagining of that character um would be very yeah, i wonder who was reading the the stage directions usually they get someone like fun oh i believe that was unfortunately the most boring answer ruben oslin <laughs> oh yeah it was like the exert a little power yeah, well, he there was a moment where Nicholas Braun is reading, and he goes, uh, "Ruben, are you gonna read?" And Ruben goes, "Sorry, I got caught up in your performance," and was like, <laughs> you know, so, "I don't know." Yeah, so we're like kind of like right in the window of voting. Actually, it's March second to March seventh, so uh, we are we are in. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, voting is actually over. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, everything ever all at once, I think, is sort of in the poll position, and I think, like, rightfully so. Like, I feel like you know, there's a, the way and way in which, like, talking about it as like a front runner actually, like, kind of makes it seem like it's not just like one of the wildest movies that came out last year. Like, this uh -huh. is such a weird movie, Ariel, uh, and the fact that it is, um, I think, in in the poll position to win. Like, this is a movie. Uh, first and foremost, I think I think one of the things that has potentially solidified its win, and I, this is going to sound like uh, it might say, I feel like there's an interpretation of this that sounds not great, but I just think from emotionally, um, uh, James Hong delivered uh, a speech at the, I believe it's the SAG Awards, where they won for Best Ensemble Cast. And he said, you know, when I started, he's 90. He's like, when I started acting, like, like Asian Americans were not considered box office draws. They would hire white people and they would tape their eyes back and they would talk in these like a, like a very like racist accents and look at it and he says look at us now and they're on the stage and it gets this huge standing ovation and so i feel like there's a way in which like yeah it, it, it i do love that it's like in a, in a way this is a very like absurdist movie and i think can like buck the trend of what like an oscar you know winning movie is um because of its like weirdness but also that like it's time to you know it's a, it's a good moment to like stop and recognize that like yeah this is a film about this asian american family and that is also like an american uh story um and and at the heart of it like i, I was here i was listening to a podcast i can't remember what it was but talking about how yeah the movie is like you know there's literally the multiverse and hot dog hands and all this stuff we're going to talk to and everything bagel and yet at the end of the day it's kind of just like a woman who's kind of, you know, drifting apart from her husband and her daughter and, and wants to see if she can like fix that, you know? Um, so I really love of this movie. Um, and it stuck with me a lot. I don't know about, yeah. How are you feeling mm -hmm. about everything yeah. at once? I, I agree that it's, it's a very sticky film. I, you know, hearing you talk about the, the absurdity of it, but then like it's striking a chord. That's like the movie itself, you know, and, mm -hmm. and as absurd as it can be, it is a, really grounded story you know when at the time when we first covered it i felt like um i had only seen it i can't remember if i had already seen it uh a second time but when i did see it a second time i kind of 
I appreciated it more. You know, I certainly felt a little bit after the first time that like it's I think I said at the time that it's reach exceeded its grasp a little bit. But I think the the Daniels are never going to make the version of a movie that I want to see because the version of the movie that they're going to make is something I've never seen before. And that's, that should be celebrated. And that's beautiful. Just like the message in this movie. And even when it's wild and crazy and complicated and, you know, it is hard to, uh, to keep track of every single thing that's going on, which is why like my second uh, watch was like really rewarded, but it's like you said, it stuck with me and it's so beautiful. Ultimately the message, the takeaway, um, and uh, people should people should be paying attention to a movie that spreads positivity. I you know that's always that's always something wonderful. Yeah, I think that uh, what, yeah. So I I think the reason why we had we had watched it was because it had a very limited release, and then as it was gaining buzz and traction, mm-hmm. they opened it into more theaters. It was sort of this thing that like that like that happened, and then the the, the like it sort of prolonged success at the box office was a thing. You know, this is pre, you know, Top Gun Maverick. So, um, you know, it, it, it <laughs> I don't remember me. anything before Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I listened to uh, the Pop Culture Happy Hours uh, sort of Oscar prediction show, and they, they lumped it in with like the blockbuster films, which I think is like, you know, it did make a lot of money and it was a boss success. It makes over $100 million. But like, you know, th- it's kind of funny that it gets lumped in that way. As like they, they kind of had three categories. And I kind of was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I agree particularly like I, I did agree with like their their categories, but maybe not who was in each category. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, this movie was a box office. Assist, and so that's why I think like we had seen, I think you put this on my radar of like, we should, we should maybe be covering this. Uh, looks like it could be really fun. I think like Michelle Yeoh, um, for me, I'm not like a huge, uh, like, you know, I haven't watched a ton of like, you know, these like, um, um, a bunch of films she's been in i can like recognize that like she's amazing but i'm you know i have not watched uh a, a ton of like i don't think i've ever seen crouching hide and tiger tiger hidden dragon anything like that i've watched a bunch of bruce lee movies um it was jamie lee curtis i actually think that is like one of the things that like got me in. i also i i knew i think i knew jenny slate was going to be in it as well uh and i kind of always forget that she has like one of the weirder cameos yeah. in this movie uh-huh. in terms of fighting with her dog uh-huh. um She's not fighting with her dog, like fighting against her dog. She's using right. her dog. Using her dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when you watch it, I do think like it, Michelle Yeoh's performance is so tremendous. And I, you know, we, we should chat about whether we think that like is does she have enough momentum right now to like beat out Kate Blanchett? I I don't know. This one feels almost like more uh interesting of a battle to me than even the full Best Picture race, like this one, because I feel like Kate yeah. Blanchett, although she's playing like uh like a canceled lesbian a u-haul trucker lesbian and you feel like there's something there's something like she's sort of like she feels more oscary than michelle yo and i don't mean that like uh i mean i mean that's like historically what the like what i you know what you look at as an oscar winner i think Mm -hmm. michelle yo deserves it and i would i think i actually want michelle yo to win um but key key kwan's story and and him getting to win all along the way up until the Oscars. I can't, I, I now am, I think fully in the camp that he's winning because mm-hmm. you, they, I think that like that moment, like the speech that he's been giving is essentially yeah, like 30, 30 years ago. I thought that, I, that like the Hollywood was done with me, that I had nothing left to offer, that I was useless. I was thrown out. And then the Daniels called me and gave me this opportunity. And I'm so thankful. And it's, it gets me every single time. Uh, it's like so emotional. It's so good. Um, so I just think that like, I, I don't know. I think everything it has the most nominations as well. And so I, you know, it'll be very interesting to see which ones it wins and which ones it doesn't, but it does feel like almost the front runner for basically anything it's nominated for as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in the running for most of those things because it's it's undeniable how how fresh it feels. You know, even someone who has no idea. You know, I've had people come up to me like, I didn't understand what I was watching and I couldn't finish it. Well, clearly it made an impression. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, hearing those stories is incredibly beautiful always, whether, you know, you hear about it or you're witnessing it live. Um, and it's... I'm a huge Michelle Yeoh fan. You know, I, I was lucky enough uh, to have an older brother who basically got me into a lot of those movies, movies that I wouldn't have seen otherwise, or rather mm -hmm. wouldn't have like expressed interest in watching yeah. um, back to, you know, the, the Jackie Chan days. And she was a bond girl and like the, one of and the early Pierce Brosnan movies. And, you know, I've always just been a fan of hers kind of like in the, in the background because she never had as you know something that she she's been saying recently like didn't always have the opportunity to have the starring role and for here the reason that i put this movie on my own radar and then i put it on our radar was because the trailer kept getting me it was one of those trailers yeah. that i kept seeing and every time i watched it i was like yes i get to watch it again like i felt lucky because she had this like amazing moment at the end of the trailer and it's all emotional and like this movie could be something special and you know, we're lucky enough that uh, it was. Before we get into like our memorable moments, there's a memorable moment that I very much wanted to pick that I couldn't pick because it would have been impossible to translate to inserting the audio into the podcast, mm -hmm. which is the scene where they are both rocks. So the <laughs> the the timeline, the multiverse, yeah. where they are rocks with uh, I think I don't even think they have googly eyes. I think it's later when when one of the rocks turns around and has a googly eye uh -huh. yeah, on yeah. their face. That moment to me, like I, I remember talking about this on on the on the recap pod we did when it initially came out, and I'd seen the movie twice. And the moment when that starts happening, and there's sort of this like thing that would happen in the theater where someone would would get it, like everybody sort of in stunned, like what the hell is going on? And then someone would get it, and they'd start laughing. Somebody else would start to get it, and they would laugh. And by the time everybody's in on what they're doing, which is that even the timeline where they are rocks um, is so emotionally like compelling and powerful and, and like intense and like, just like it has this like gravitational pull to it, this moment of like, yeah, even in this, even, even when we're rocks, like we'll just hang out and be near each other. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And like, to your point that like, you don't know what a Daniels movie will give you because they, I've never seen it before. I've never mm -hmm. seen anything like it. And I was like, so excited when we get to the moment in the movie, this movie is so like full cram so much into this movie yes um well also again i think one of the signs that sometimes things like i notice themes of like when we're talking about things is like a movie that feels like it almost has no wasted no wasted moments mm -hmm. and i think this movie does the same thing even if some of those moments are just to like watch the literally like 50 different universes that michelle yo can live in yeah. but the rock scene for me stands out as just like I can't believe this is what I'm seeing on my theater. And that like the both times I saw it was in a very full theater where like it went over incredibly well. Um, and so that, and then hot dog hands, obviously <laughs> the two things. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar experience, thankfully in my theaters watching that rock moment. It's just like you said, kind of everybody arriving at the humor of it at a different time. And then, but then ultimately agreeing and it being like a group experience, it's kind of like the, the theater experience overall that you would normally hope for, but like a 
a uh, micro dosed version of it, if you will, because uh, it's so quiet, like you said, and you really like are feeling the energy in the room and are, you know, feeding off of basically subtitles and pretend rocks and googly eyes. Um, it's just like a perfect example. One of the many examples uh, of things that work really well in this movie. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are like puppets. You know, puppets. You can do things you normally cannot do. It's like that movie. Um, that movie. Okay, what are you talking about? Rakakuni. What? Huh? Rakakuni. You know the one with the chef? And he makes bad food. Pui. And then this raccoon sit on his head. Ooh, control him. And then he cooks good food. Do you mean Ratatouille? Ratatouille? No. I like that movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rakakuni. With the raccoon. Okay. <laughs> Everybody stop making up sounds. <laughs> so there's there's a raccoon joy and there's a raccoon and they're, they're controlling us? Yeah, from the other universes. That's <laughs> funny, Evelyn. Okay, sounds a little bit ridiculous, but it's true. I swear to God, you, you are not sure. Yeah. So let's talk about our memorable moments. I shall go first. And the scene I picked, once again, I'm realizing that I often, like I do go for the comedy mm-hmm. uh, uh, angle. And I don't think that I've laughed harder in a movie theater. I think in all of potentially 2022 than when, and it's specifically the first time Michelle Yeoh's character, uh, Evelyn, is talking about uh, uh, Rakakuni and her <laughs> husband Wayman and and uh, and Joy are like, I think you mean Ratatouille. And she's like, No, I don't think so. I think it's Rakakuni. And so you get 
<laughs> this whole scene where she's talking about Rakakuni. And so the premise is just so funny. And, and again, like the 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 layout of this joke is essentially like the joke here is just that like the like Michelle Yo, like Evelyn has just mistaken that it's it's Rakakuni mm-hmm. instead of Ratatouille. Yeah. And Which so is such a mom thing. It's a mom thing. I also think there's like some like, you know, uh, language translation stuff of like, you know, with Joy having um, like Joy having um, a parents who have immigrated to to American and English is not being their first language. And so just kind of like misremembering this movie and and just sort of somewhat, you know, that like sort of like Mandela effect of like, no, I think it's a raccoon, uh, not not a rat. And so there's that. But then there's a universe where Evelyn is a chef at like a hibachi restaurant <laughs> and she sees and 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 I, you know on the on the second third fourth watch you got to watch for um this guy I think his name I think it's Chad it's played by Harry Shum Jr and he has a little like mm-hmm. almost like a like a tail like he has a little tail coming out of his hat <laughs> and it's like looks like just like one of those sometimes like you know like be, you know like uh beaver hats or like the things that like like uh um colonizers who came over to america like would, would wear these hats <laughs> right, and then right. later his hat gets pulled off and you realize he's being controlled by a raccoon who makes him a better hibachi chef or a tapanaki <laughs> chef it's so friggin' funny it's so funny it's mm-hmm. so funny and and they make it emotional towards the end of like that sequence or you know I, th- I think they cut it up so ultimately it's not like one sequence but like the way that evelyn has to help uh you know harry shum jr's character and raccoonie like in order to serve that universe it's just it all comes together perfectly well it's 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 kind of incredible well i think that's the secret sauce of the movie i talk about uh the, the i say this a lot so if you're so sick of this i'm so sorry but good good dramas make you laugh and good comedies like uh are get you emotional and that the way that this movie is so absurd that by the time it like literally punches you in the gut, I guess it doesn't literally punch you in the gut, but <laughs> it metaphorically <laughs> punches you in the gut. Uh-huh. Uh, there is there is a universe where it does where it does literally. where when you go to a movie theater, like every time it's emotional, like a fist comes out of the seat in front of you. But it's made of hot dogs, so it's this doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, and then you can eat the hot dog if you want. Aww, I did go I'll to the movies. The other, you know that you know ever go? To, I don't know if you're a regimented. Uh, I'm going on a tangent, arrow, but I don't know if you're a regimented uh, uh, um, eater. Like I, I have type one diabetes, so I do kind of I'm like this is the time I eat breakfast, like noon I eat lunch, yes. and then like six o'clock I eat dinner. And sometimes I have to go to like a, a like a a five forty five movie showing, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. shoot, that's right at dinner. And I do like I don't know if you're gonna judge me for this, but I do like the movie theater hot dog. Uh, I do like it. And I went to go get it the other day, and they were like, it'll be ten minutes. And I was like, I learned from you. I went late to the movie. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, absolutely not. I'm not waiting 10 minutes. I'll miss, I'll miss the trailers. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I have had, I, I have a, a, a long history with the, uh, with the movie theater hot dog, but cause I'm not like a popcorn person. Um, you know, uh-huh. I know that's like a somewhat hot take or, or a less repeated hot take or, or lukewarm at least. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like, Lobster. It's like a lot of work for no pay. Anyway, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, the hot dog, the hot dog hands themselves gross, but the movie hot yeah. dog, you know, at the theater, it, it can be good. I kind of like how bad it is. You know, like the bun is like so like starchy and like stuck to the <laughs> stuck to the like it's such bad quality You're that like, I like it. I it's found like a, my multiverse. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like I love like a crappy diner coffee too. You know, so I'm just mm-hmm. like you know whatever. Ooh, um, yeah. But. Um, I just feel like this is the trick of the movie is that mm-hmm. it's so absurd and then it hits you so emotionally 
in all of these moments that like this is the trick of the movie that like oh my god how silly is Rakakuni oh no I'm upset because like Rakakuni is being taken away by animal control and so Evelyn does Evelyn sit on Harry's uh Harry Shum's shoulder on um on a Chad's shoulders and then and controls him by the yes. hair or does and she then I think she controls him she controls him I believe that's right somehow like they chase after the truck yeah they, they chase after Rakakuni is being like held prisoner by the animal control, I believe. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, it's so silly, but also like, yeah, get him, go save your boy, <laughs> Rakakuni. Yeah. yeah. Uh, god, this movie's so good. Um, so ridiculous. All right, Ariel, what 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 scene did you pick? Uh, you know, we are nothing if not ourselves, like you said. So you know, you're gonna pick a, the comedy, and I'm sometimes usually gonna pick something that uh, either emotionally, metaphorically, or literally punches you in the gut. You are getting fat. And you never call me, even though we have a family plan. And it's free. You only visit when you need something. You got a tattoo, and I don't care if it's supposed to represent our family. You know I hate tattoos. And of all the places I could be, why would I want to be here with you? Yes, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Evelyn, Beersola, Gola. Let her finish. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery that will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why, no matter what, I still want to be here with you. Always, always want to be here with you. So what? You're just gonna ignore everything else. You could be anything, anywhere. You might not go somewhere where you're. Oh, your daughter is more than just this. <laughs> Here, all we get are a few specks of time where any of this actually makes any sense. <laughs> then I will cherish these few specks of time. I pick a moment that uh, I have talked about this before where like you see a moment in the trailer and then you see it in the thing. And you're like, oh, God, is it going to hit? And I have to be honest, the first time I watched the movie, it didn't quite hit as hard as I wanted it to. And I'm like, damn, that was like the emotional crux of the trailer. Uh, it's uh, it's Evelyn's speech to her daughter towards the end. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful all encompassing moment she's learned everything that she's going to learn you know across all these different universes and she's learned about trauma and she has now saved all tried to save as many people and give closure to and give emotional warmth to so many people across the different universes and then she arrives at this one and she's like this you know she's had this problem with her daughter and she's like i i could be anywhere else you know in the entire multiverse and i would always choose to be here with you basically and it's 
it's incredible. It's such a healing moment. Like she clearly has her own trauma and then her daughter has trauma from her. And it's, I'm all about, you know, we talk about a show dark a lot on our dark rewatch podcast. And it's, I'm all about hating trauma under like very crazy, complicated, uh, sci-fi ish context. And this is, it's wonderful. It gives you everything you want. And it, you really, you really see how the movie is about this child who wanted to, wanted her mother to love her like completely and openly and honestly. And that sounds like a vast oversimplification, but also like to your point, that's the beauty of the movie. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, I mean, yeah, the movie, like, I, I don't think it's like overcomplicated, but it complicates like the narrative, like, you know, there's a, there's a world where the, this movie exists. That's just the singular universe. Like this, like, um, you know, Evelyn Waymond who are sort of like drifting apart and they live, they run a tax or sorry. No, they don't run a tax. They, they run um, uh, the laundromat, but like, you know, owe these taxes and, and at the same time, like their queer daughter who like, you know, doesn't quite know how she fits in. And, and it like has sort of like a more um, maybe modern view of the world than her parents do. And they drift apart. And it's like, just that the fact that like, you know, uh she's um uh joy is actually jobu tabaki who is trying to end the world by like entering a black hole uh everything bagel <laughs> it seems ridiculous <laughs> but it does work you everything, know everything yeah what was i talking about recently oh i i was talking about uh i was talking about a last was episode and i and i talk i used the metaphor about like a hat on a hat which is a comedy term where it's like okay like we're astronaut we're like monkey astronauts but also you know, there's a banana shortage and it's like too much. Like, like you already, like the first premise is almost enough. You don't need the second hat. This one, like, I don't know how they do it, but like the Daniels put on like 15 hats and it all works, you know? Um, <laughs> so many hats on a hat on a hat. What's there was that like short story, not short story, but there was like that, uh, illustrated what are they called picture books i i, I, I guess it's been so long since i was a child but there's uh -huh. the like the monkeys in the trees and they take the guy and the guy's wearing like a million hats i think he sells hats and they take them all out anyway whatever it's a beautiful story know. yeah um this is like yeah. that but way better <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean uh, uh a scene we talked about like when i uh, i was trying to like figure out which scene you were talking about and you're like oh it's the emo you know sort of the emotional speech it's like oh there's also like wayman's emotional speech which we both commented ah the one where he's hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i actually think he's like super cute like way like uh, wayman through the the whole movie is super uh -huh. cute but like there's way but they're like, both so hot. glamorous in that universe yeah. and it's like oh my yeah. god this but, this couple yeah. <laughs> where the one where he says like i i you know i'd give anything to just like do taxes with you because this is a version of wayman that she actually she does not live her life with uh yeah. they they meet again at the i think at the end of like an award show or whatever and they're in the alleyway uh it's very sexy um cigarettes, which you know is a thing I <laughs> yeah yeah just to clarify we did get some people like i like i'm actually pro natasha leon quitting smoking like I, we know that it's a joke like for it's a joke that like you know i just need to call that, like the idea that like smoking is very cool i know i just feel like i need to clarify in case people i think people genuinely think we're like pro smoking i apologize you know what yeah. i no. you know I, yeah. i'm pro everybody no, doing okay. what they want to do no it's okay it's okay i think that's the bit is like for years the advertisers like people who smoke are very cool and uh -huh. i feel like the joke is that like oh my god it's so cool you oh know? god it is cool yeah. finally yeah. um <laughs> i do but not no, work for any tobacco yeah 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 big tobacco <sighs> um but no there's a way in which like these like scenes like there's like i think that both of the you know i i think like a, a movie 
if it's going to work, it does need to have this like emotion, like the emotional beat at the end of the movie does need to work. And I really do think this works of like both, both the, the scenes where she's realized sort of like her and Wayman are better um, uh, together. And, and also this scene where she's just saying like, I just want to be with you, Joy. Like, you know, ultimately like, yeah, she, I, I actually like that the movie is not super clean and that she's like incredibly like, like she's she i don't actually think she's homophobic in the movie i think that like she is worried about what her father will think of of yeah. uh her daughter being gay mm -hmm. and that creates its own like complexities mm -hmm. and so in a way she's like complicit in homophobia because of that and right. so i feel but what i like at the end of the movie is that it's not super clean it's not like you know i had this thing i talk about like that my parents when i came out as trans were not like immediately like okay amazing you know yeah. and and it, and it was not like there was a day where i could tell that like the the, the thing switched it was just like this slow sort of like time, change yeah. that happened and sometimes they would you know we'd, we'd take a step forward because they would like use the right pronouns and then the next day like you know end up calling me my like old name you know so it's like it's not this like okay one day it's all fixed and these yeah. like and 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 i think with like uh evelyn as well it's such like I and I talk about this a lot with like my parents and and I think this is you know this is what I think that like people who are like well is this an American story whatever like it's relatable I think no matter who you who you are which is Absolutely. that for me like that thing of Evelyn I think being more concerned about what her father thinks and therefore wanting to sort of like you know maybe not invite her daughter's girlfriend to dinner or whatever as much as that like that's like awful and as an adult like you need to like own your decisions that like when you do that that hurts your daughter's feelings at the same yeah. time i think that like so much of it like when my when i came out to my mom my mom said all of these things that kind of really sucked in the moment so she's like well what if you get fired from your job what if you get kicked out of your housing what if you like you know all of these terrible things and like yes those are all things i thought about and now my mom was thinking about them for the first time because like i came out to my mom and so now she she started yeah. to worry about these things but so much of like the fear that my mom had was not about me personally. It was about how society was going to treat me and, and to an extension, how society was going to treat my mom. And my mom, when you live in a privileged world, when you don't have to think about the fact that like you have a member of your family who's queer and you think that like people won't judge you for that because people judge people for stuff like that. You, for the first time in your life, you have to start, you start worrying about like, Oh my God, people are going to judge me and my family. And like, it just, it just takes time for, my it took time for my parents and my mom specifically to like be okay with that you know and like support me instead of supporting our shitty society yeah. so like that's some of what i love at the end of the movie that it's like not an immediate like okay i love you and i'll go i'll go in a pride parade and like, yeah right <laughs> it's not that uh -huh. it's such a simple like okay let's just hang out i want to spend time with you and no matter yeah. what universe we live in and to your point it's it's those little steps that add up it's those little steps that make a difference to your story about yourself and your relation to your parent. Like to your point, I love that ultimately, like I mentioned before, they both have their trauma. Like Evelyn is stuck trying to impress her mom. They basically have the same yeah. problem. Like Evelyn yeah, cares too yeah. much about what their about what their parent thinks of them. And it's it's a sad, very but very relatable, honest thing. And at the end of the day, she's able to to kind of repair it or start to repair it to your point in yep. two directions and that's like it's special and it it's it's something that like i love uh as a message and i like you know respond to personally very much so and uh her 
you know, her being, and I think it's extra hilarious, you know, to go back to the comedy part of it, that she's like the Evelyn that has no discernible talent, you know? Basically. Oh, she's the worst version of Evelyn. Worst of all. Yeah. And like, it's, she's the only one that has any hope to like see them all. Yeah. <laughs> That's good Incredible. too. I do love that. Even the worst version of yourself has purpose. Yes. You know? And you have, yeah. and you have uh, not just purpose, but, but uh, utility for the universe and positivity and warmth and like goodness that you can spread. And that's important. Or you have family and you can hang out and love your family. Or you have hot dog you know? hands. Yeah, exactly. Or you have hot dog hands and you're in love with. Uh... <laughs> the scene for me, the hot, dog, the hot dog <laughs> thing that uh, got me the most is not like the hot dog hands. It's when they're playing the piano, but she's playing. It with her <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. <laughs> I love anything with the feet, like because their hands are hot dogs, they have to do yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is so absurd. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, okay, so Ariel, next segment. If it won, I think my my feelings have been pretty clear. So uh mm -hmm. if on uh on Sunday night, March 12th, the last wow. award of the night is given out and it goes to everything ever all at once for best picture, how are you feeling? Grace, it feels so much closer now than it ever has before. <laughs> Is that just how time works? I think it's how time works. Yeah. Um, I, I will be delighted. I, I'll be honest. I might even cry. I think. Yeah. You know, it'll be. It's it's such a beautiful story as we keep just coming back to, and, you know, some might argue and probably are arguing. They're like, well, you know, it's unfair for like a movie to get credit because of like the story, the outside story of it. But that's. Not it at all, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but it is a beautiful story, and I think people like feeling good. So who am I to not feel good as well? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so last year the front runner was Power of the Dog, and it didn't win. Coda ended up winning, and I feel like yeah. there's What's a the Coda of this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what could surprise it? I don't. It's I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the would be the most surprising. Uh -huh. But I, I just think that like the difference between everything ever all at once and Power of the Dog is that Power of the Dog, the reason it was like sort of the front runner is I really liked that movie. That was very good. It's an LGBTQ movie. I think Ben the Cumberbatch was great. But the thing is, is it it felt there's like a, a world where there's some of these movies that get made. I think like the Fablemans falls into this a little bit as like a movie that and, and actually I have big thoughts about the Fablemans when we get to the Fablemans. But because I, I don't think it's just a movie about movies, but it does feel like Power of the Dog felt like a movie that was like made to try and win an Oscar. And everything ever all at once was not like it does not feel like a movie that they're like, well, if we make it like this, it definitely should be in contention. You know, it's just like that's not it at all. It sort yeah. of has this thing of just being like. A very, um, uh, you know, I keep using the word absurd, but it's like a ridiculous movie that has a ton of heart that people went to go see, I think is another thing. Like, again, I, I talk about like, it's, I don't think it's the same, like, you know, uh, between uh, Top Gun and Avatar and even Elvis. I think you can put in the blockbuster category. A lot of people went to go see Elvis Arrow. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, it's like made a hundred million dollars. That's amazing. That's so yeah. good. And a lot of people saw it. And it was sort of, for me, the first thing I think last year where it did feel like, you know, I had friends who were like, yeah, I'm going to go to the movies. And that was a time where it still wasn't 100% safe to go to movies, right? Like, yeah. and I was feeling uncomfortable. I remember like when I went, to, this is like a few months before that, but I went to go see Spider-Man. That was the first time they took the regulations between like, there didn't need to be a seat the in between. Seats, and I was yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, I don't love this. Yikes. Um, 
but this and I, but I was going to movies because we were covering movies, and this right. was one where people are like, "Okay, I'm going to go see it because I really want to see this thing." Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it it has a different energy in terms of being a front runner than I think most other years we're looking at the front runner because it feels Oscar-y. and this one just like I think feels different in a way that's like incredibly exciting, and I'll be so happy if it wins. And honestly, at this point, I will be pretty disappointed if it doesn't. I'll be very sad for the folks who made this movie if it does not win in a way that like. I was not feeling that way for power of the dog, you know, for other things. Yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree. And, and yeah. it does feel very grassroots, like what you're getting at and kind of, it had a very slow start. Like you said, I mean, we're coming up on a year since it came out. The timing uh, of it coming out is also, like, I had forgotten about all that. You're absolutely right. Of like the yeah. groundswell that was like very s- slowly earned in a very organic way. And to your point, once it hits like, fever pitch people are watching it they're like well everyone's talking about this so i have to see it and i have to be part of the conversation and um that's that's obviously important for uh for when people get around to finally voting i won't do this on the pod but i'd be very i'm gonna maybe do some research in terms of like what's the movie that one best picture that came out the earliest in the year because we talk about like timing a lot and yeah the fact that it came it came out at south by southwest on march 11th uh had its first limited release on march 25th yeah, like a year ago. And the fact that it's like the front runner is kind of wild because like you, it feels like you got to come out in the fall. You got to like mm-hmm. hit the nomination window and then make a big push, um, uh, you know, as voting happens. So very interesting that it's like, you know, it's uniqueness, I think, in terms of being a, a best picture front runner. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's a wonderful time to be a movie fan. I'll say that. <laughs> and yes. I mean it. I do mean it. Well, we just have a few more Best Picture nominees to get through. Three more, in fact. We'll be chatting about them over the course of the next three days. And then we'll get together to recap the Oscars and everything that won, not just Best Picture. Um, so we will be back tomorrow. Until then, uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. Ariel, where can people find you? Uh, I am also on Twitter at That Other Ariel. And we'll be back tomorrow. I'm Grace. That's Ariel. And this is Special Recap. Steve. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.